Hey, it's your girl, Kiana Tay, and you are listening to the Somewhere Between Hennessy and Holy Water podcast. Hey, y'all. <laughs> What's up? And welcome back. Um, thank you for everyone who has been listening to my podcast. And if you found my podcast, you must follow me on these internet streets, um, specifically Instagram at I am Kia Nate. So thank you for stopping by. Hey girl, what's going on? <laughs> I'm tapping in with you guys today, early in the morning. Um, I find myself recording either early in the morning late at night because I try to work around my other entrepreneurial and corporate obligations. <laughs> so it's either real early in the morning or real late at night. But um, I'm coming to you guys today uh, just to tap in really quick. It is May and it is a mental health awareness month. So I wanted to just touch base to see like how everyone's doing mentally. I know in the past weeks, if you are an 80s baby like myself, um, we took quite a blow. Um, we lost um, two like influential rappers um, that pretty much depicted our childhood, okay? Uh, DMX um, actually passed away uh, beginning of April. He had uh, complications. Um it was reported allegedly it was an overdose and when he went into the hospital unfortunately he wasn't able to recover uh, this time and so um unfortunately he did pass and that was so sad um quick story time dmx it's like my is it junior high school and don't and don't start doing the math okay trying to figure out how old I am mind your business okay DMX was like a high school or junior high school memory but like money cash hopes like I remember my first ever concert was the Cash Money Rough Rider concert it was not age appropriate I will say that but baby. You could tell me I wasn't cute. I wore a denim outfit. I had uh, Levi's. Or was it Levi's? Was Sergio Balenci? The one that made your butt look cute. Mm -hmm. I had that outfit on. And I went to see them at Philly at the convention center, I think it was. Or one of those arenas. But anyway, um, shout out to Papa Duke. Um, he was like one of my really close friends at the time. Her dad. And he somehow got us tickets to go. And so it was me, her, and her little sister. And we went to the Cash Money Rough Rider Tour. I had a fresh doobie, nails done. I remember I wore a blue denim, Sergio Valente suit with a red tube top. Where was I going? How? <laughs> a red tube top and a red cowboy hat. Why did I have a cowboy hat? But you could tell me I wasn't the shit. Like, but anyway, I say that to say those are the memories I have around DMX. Like going to that concert, thinking I was the shit. Um, that was like my first concert I ever went to. Cash Money Rough Rider Tour. I seen Lil Wayne, Eve, um, 
it was just so it was just such a dope experience um so yeah that was a little bit of a bummer to get the news that dmx passed away um rest in peace to dmx um he you know has demons like everyone else um but one thing i know for sure is that that man knew the lord like he knew god for real like i remember the prayer he did at the concert was so moving that people were crying at the concert and this was years ago and anytime he was in the presence of someone or doing an interview he never was ashamed to say that he loved the lord and and pray and so i know he even heaven. like a person like that you know he went to heaven because he he knows god you know like that's his only for real and um yeah it was really sad and that happened on the ninth and then right after that like probably 10 days later um and this is so crazy right there was something to go on social media when everything happened with dms a lot of celebrities were reaching out to send their condolences and get and get well wishes this is before he passed um black rob and if you grew up in the bad boy rough rider era you know black rob with the whoa the big song whoa i had this bad chick of town she was whoa yo yo ain't nobody yeah my childhood was lit like just thinking <laughs> we had all the hot songs like if you grew up with that cash money rough rider um the locks bad boy um who else we had we had the down south boys oh master p no no limit like if you grew up in that era death row no limit like our summers were undefeated hands down like we always had a summer box block parties house part like y'all wasn't there y'all wasn't there <laughs> um but yeah black rob gave his condolences to dmx and when he did that he looked really sick like no one knew like he was sick but apparently he had was having kidney issues and um a couple of days later after recording that video, sending his, you know, will well wishes to DMX, he unfortunately passed away on the 19th of April. And so that was like, dang. And to make it worse, right, after losing um, RIP to Black Rob, but after losing DMX and Black Rob, Shock G, who is one of the men members of Digital Underground, he... This rap group really wasn't my um, age group, more like my sister's age group. But I remember them vaguely because Tupac was like a roadie for them. And so I remember Tupac all around the world, the same song. I don't know why that came, but Digital Underground, Shock G, he's the one who was with that big nose type of thing. Anyway, he passed away on April 22nd. And I was like, dang, like our entire, it's just, it's just, it's a doozy because as you get older, you realize like all of the people tied to your childhood memories are slowly passing away and it's like really sad. So RIP to all of them. Um, what else been happening? Um, and I say that and bring those up because it is Mental Health Awareness Month. 
And speaking of that, you know, I know a lot of people are are going through so many things and, you know, these deaths and everything that is showing up doesn't help, right? Uh, It doesn't help, especially when people are still trying to quarantine, still trying to adjust and get back to normal. It's a lot. So make some time to find someone to talk to. Um, and some of these things that happen, uh, in the media contribute to a lot of people's, you know, feelings and, you know, how, how they feel. So if you can find someone to talk to, I am a big advocate of therapy, find someone to speak to because it's a lot of shit going on. (laughs) And we did get a verdict in the George Floyd in the last summer. I spoke to you guys and talked about George Floyd. And that catastrophe, horrific experience that the world had to go through. Um, But there was a verdict that came out uh, last month. And the verdict found uh, Derek Chauvin, the officer that murdered George Floyd um, on camera. They found him guilty. Um, He has not been sentenced, but they did find him guilty. So... It kind of was a sigh of relief for a lot of Black people, I will say, you know, not just Black people, but I'm speaking for Black people because I'm Black. It was kind of like a sigh of relief, um, but there, you know, there is some, it's like, sometimes it's exhausting because you see these things happen on the news and once you you kind of become conditioned to not getting justice, right? And when Derek Chauvin was convicted and found guilty, some people thought like, this is justice. And I'm like, no, it's not really justice. This is called accountability. Justice is when he is sentenced appropriately and fairly for what he did, right? But we're so used to, not even getting accountability that even that little part was like, yes. And I'm like, yeah, but you know, it's, it's, it's a doozy, you know, it's exhausting. And to add insult to injury, right. We go through this, right. We finally get accountability or justice, however they want to call it. And he's found guilty. And like the same day, a little black girl named Michaela Ryan gets shot by the police. It's it's like, can we get 24 hours with just a, a break? Like, golly. And the story goes that this young woman was, um, I guess, being, uh, had an altercation. The, she was being jumped and she called the police. She had a knife to defend herself against these girls that came to her home to jump her, allegedly. And um, when the cop got on scene, she had a knife and he shot her four times in the chest. That's the cliff notes. And I was really disgusted by the people that I've seen commenting on this tragedy. Like, oh, well, she shouldn't have a knife. And this is why it's important to have a uh, cultural currency or to have some type of cultural currency because if you weren't born or raised in that environment you don't understand how the two could be true 
that she could be scared for her life, but still holding a knife. You know what I'm saying? And I can speak firsthand because I remember, you know, growing up in Brooklyn, uh, being in altercations where a girl pulled a knife on me. And, you know, I had to be in middle school, but yeah, a girl pulled a knife on me. It was an altercation. It wasn't a, like she was getting a jump. It was one-on-one, <laughs> but the bitch couldn't fight. <laughs> no, stop joking. Stop joking. Okay. You know how I joke all the time. <laughs> Yo, you know, no matter the situation, I'm going to crack a joke. But um, yeah, I had a girl pull a knife on me. So I understand like, yeah, sometimes young girls in encounters, especially if you're being assaulted or trying to be attacked by multiple girls, you're going to grab whatever you can to defend yourself. And sometimes that's a kitchen knife, right? Um, I grew up in an era where we used to carry box cutters or um, girls used to carry blades in their mouth. Like, But that doesn't warrant to be killed, to be shot in the chest four times. Like, come on. So it was just really disturbing to see people say, well, she had a knife. So what? When y'all watch the news and see these young terrorists, domestic terrorists, carrying AR-15s and the police are escorting them to the car. They're not take, they're not shot. Like, we can't do that, you know? And it was it's just exhausting to talk about. Um, but we had that and we had um I believe his name was Dante Wright. So even in the wake of the George Floyd verdict, there were two more incidents that came that we know of um, that was publicized. That just makes it exhausting. So if you are feeling weighed down, exhausted, please find someone to talk to. Um, I know there's a few... uh, avenues to find therapists if you are looking for a therapist to talk to um but if you have the ability to do so please please do um i know one of the ones that i uh, share is something called talkspace and it's talkspace.com it is online therapy and if you are looking for someone to speak to that's an avenue talkspace.com they're not sponsored or anything but you know i'm sharing the information uh what else so i know that's kind of sad so we don't want to talk about that but yes mental health awareness is important and after going through the year that we had last year and being quarantine isolated in then seeing all of these tragic moments on television, therapy is not a bad thing, right? We should find someone to speak to and chat with because it's important. And um, Mother's Day is just around the corner. And I know a lot of mamas are getting ready for a Mother's Day. So what y'all get, y'all mama? Because I always struggle with Mother's Day gifts with my mom. Well, now I don't. My mom just always asks for crazy stuff. Like, she always comes to me and she doesn't ask for, like, Pandora bracelet. Like, y'all moms do. Like, oh, let me get a Pandora bracelet. Maybe, a, you know, a little something. Now, my mom, like, can you redo my kitchen? Whoa. Whoa, ma'am. Whoa. Why? 
who decided that you got three daughters like i think we should spread this out like appliances flooring cabinets like we should spread this out you should just put all less on me and then the, the crazy thing is she'll ask like my other sister for something like oh i want perfume hold on hold on how she get perfume and i'm getting redo the kitchen redo the floors in the house like come on i feel like my mom be taxing me unfairly like bruh no bruh she be out of control so what y'all getting y'all mama <laughs> my mama be asking for too much um but no i always usually get her i give her what she loves most is money um i i i try to get my mom gifts and getting her gifts and she'd be like oh this is nice but you could just gave me the money i'm like no but like this is nice she'd be like yeah but i could have just got the money so now i don't even waste my time or hurt my feelings i just give us the money and she'd be happy with that <laughs> because when it comes to the gifts she be trying to play me she be trying to play my face with like oh redo the floors wait a minute and in my defense i'm the youngest of her daughters so technically they've been with you longer than me they should be paying for the big stuff i should be paying for the little stuff since i'm the little sister yeah but she don't care about none of that shit <laughs> um yeah, so what what are the mom, millennial moms doing for Mother's Day? Um, probably a break is what they need. Like, um, I know I have a lot of friends who are moms, and not only are they active, involved moms, but they've been active, involved moms during a panoramic, <laughs> aka pandemic. And I know a break would be sufficient, right? Just maybe a day without their kids so that they can enjoy themselves and you know it's so crazy that we're on the topic of like moms and giving them a break um one of my best friends is a mom and you know my god kids uh mama and when we were we got together like a few couple of days ago and you know we're always like oh we need to you know get some time together and hang out and i'm always like oh yeah like we could go do this or do that you could bring the kids and she's looking like, no, I don't want to bring the kids. <laughs> I want my me time. And I'm like, I think um, when you don't have children, you assume that you're being accommodating by saying, oh, let's do something here and you can bring the kids, right? You think you're being accommodating, but really it's like, no, I want a break. And I'm like, oh, shoot, my bad. Like, I didn't know. Um, so that was a little like, aha moment for me like oh girl i didn't know that's what i was doing my bad sis but yeah let's give your mama friends a break i don't know um if they even take the break because sometimes it's like you want a break but then they get to worrying about their kids so that backfires <laughs> but yeah i think all mamas deserve a break um this year especially since they went through a whole panorama um if spas are open i guess the spas are open but i know some people are wary of going into like spas and so i don't know i don't know what are y'all getting your mamas and i got four sisters i have to get gifts for lord this is a lie like mother's day be taxing i got four sisters my mom my friends 
What is y'all getting? Because <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, um, if you are listening to this, thank you for listening. And I hope that if your mom is still here, that you get to spend some time with your mom. If your mom is not here, I hope that you uh, can rest in the memories that you had with your mom or your grandmother or whomever. Um, It's definitely important. And yeah, because I know it's bittersweet for some people who moms are no longer here. So it can be pretty tough. And, you know, grief is tough. You know, we spoke about that earlier. Uh, grief is tough always. So having an outlet or someone to talk to is always important and beneficial if you can. But anyway, um, I got to jump into packaging orders and preparing for work. So um, I thank you guys for listening and I'll catch you around. Bye. Hey guys, hopefully you are enjoying everything that is the Somewhere Between Hennessy and Holy Water podcast. Outside of all the laughs and shenanigans that happens here, I am super passionate about helping other millennials maneuver through the corporate landscape. As some of you may know, I am a learning and development professional by day. I cover everything from talent management, leadership development, and career coaching for a living. And this year, I decided to step it up a notch and open up my calendar to some new clients. A couple of things that I will be covering are resume revamps, millennials, your career coaching sessions and helping you master your interviews because a lot of people struggle when it comes to interviews. These coaching sessions cover everything from salary negotiations, how to properly market your skills, and how to properly prepare for a performance review. So if you or someone you know is looking to go up for that promotion this year or change gears and get a new career, then I'm probably the girl they need to talk to. And if you are looking for a coach that speaks your language and gives you the cheat codes to corporate America, then I'm your girl. I'm going to give it to you straight. No chaser. So if that sounds like you or someone you know, head over to my Instagram at I am Click the link in my bio, select the millennial career coaching icon and get on my calendar so we could get to work. I'm excited to help. Bye.